Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors. Brought to you by Bear River Lodge. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good morning and welcome to a brand new day. Pleasure to have you back again for another edition of KSL Outdoors Radio. We hope you look forward to this time on Saturday mornings as much as we do. Tim Hughes, uh, you know, I used to say Tim Hughes in the studio yeah. here, Russ Smith is over there, Navadowskis <laughs> is up there. Three weeks in a row, you're here by my it's side. Like three feet from you. Kind of getting used yeah. to this. This is nice. Works out pretty good. I enjoy it, and hopefully, you know, I take a shower and everything, so I don't stink so bad. <laughs> That's so. good. Get you out yeah. of the house. Um, Russ Smith is here from yeah. Skycall. One of the things we're going to talk about today, because we didn't get a lot of chance to uh, flush out information on uh, some of the new toys Skycall has at the uh, fingertips here that are going to benefit yeah. people to play in the outdoors. You brought in several that we'll, we're going to talk about Probably later the, in the show. The biggest thing just out is the Messenger. Ah, that's what it's the called. The Garmin Messenger. It is a communicator, but it's called the Messenger. And that's that's going to be make a big change for a lot of people. Basically, it's a... It's a uh, you could call it a satellite pager if you want to, because hmm. that's what people use them for. It's one of two Garmin devices yeah. that you brought in today. But I also want to ask you about Starlink yeah. uh, when we get a minute. We'll do that just before we wrap up the program today. Uh, Mike Navidowskis is also here. By the way, we're recording on a Wednesday this week because I'm sneaking out of town for a couple of wow. days. But uh, Navidowskis uh, had to change up his schedule a little bit, which we appreciate. Snuck out of the classroom and joins us now from Kaysville. Well, I stuck out of the classroom after class was over, not like I left my students. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess we should clarify. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's late start Wednesday, so my schedule's definitely different and more uh, difficult to work with. Well, while this is going on, you're going to be uh, getting yourself all prepped and ready, I think, for football today. A couple of huge football games for both BYU and Utah. Well, today, the only thing I have to prep is put on my Ute pajamas because I'm watching at home. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, and that kickoff, I think, is one thirty Mountain Time, BYU at 5.30. I just want to remind everybody that our pregame activities here on KSL for the Notre Dame game, which is taking place at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, is set for noon. That's the pregame, the kickoff at 5.30. So you're going to get five hours of uh, hype to get you ready for that football game. Yeah, it's going to be good. Football yeah. all day today. Yeah. yeah, it really is one of those days where you just turn off the world and uh, enjoy the action. Several things to talk about on the show today. We'll have news of the week around the corner. Uh, I call him Nostradamus, and, uh, or sorry, Nostradamskis yeah, instead of Navidamskis. Uh, you'll have some fish bites for us. Oh, 
absolutely. All right. Uh, there are several videos I posted on our Facebook page. One is a uh, follow-up on what we talked about. Was it last week or the week before of the uh, camera that the division has put up there for the run of the Kokanee Salmon? Seems like you've run that on every show for the last 10 years. Yeah, well, Nobby. Just a couple of weeks. Nobby <laughs> can't see this, but watch this video, Russell. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that had a tail on it. Yeah, that, that is not a uh, Kokanee Salmon. What that is, Navinomskis, is a mink that has decided that it's feeding time. If he can just catch up to... So look, watch, there he goes again. Uh, if he can catch up to some of the cokes that are making their way up the Strawberry River. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, now watch. Here comes this, here comes uh -oh. this big uh -oh. old uh, uh -oh. salmon. Warn him. Yeah, and oh, no. whoa! That's bigger than the mink. Oh, yeah, the, the, the stream flow pushes the uh, otter right past him. This was oh, unexpected man. fun on that uh, link, and if you want to, cool if you want to follow it. it, it's really fun to watch. You can do it. Uh, find the link at uh, wildlife.utah.gov. Or what, what? What? What color is that mink? Uh, mink color. Yeah. Which is mink? You got me it's right in the. Right He's in all wet. I can't tell. He's dark. Are, are you sure it's not a muskrat? That is not a muskrat. The oh. the Division of Wildlife has identified him as a mink. If, you if, know, because a lot of minks got loose. You know, that we have a lot yeah, of mink farms true. in Utah. Yeah. And they got loose, a lot of them, yeah. I used to live close to one in uh, Taylorsville, and whew, did really? that thing stink. Uh, not not a happy neighbor, uh, you know, if you live close to one. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. There are a couple of other videos we'll talk about in our News of the Week. Looking forward to talking with Russell Norvell. He is the avi avian, I was going to say aviation, he's the avian conservation program coordinator for the division. It's that time of year when we remind everybody about not using lead bullets if you're down in the Zion area, the Zion unit uh, to hunt. Because of the damage that it can do to these uh, condors, it's the leading cause of death, lead poisoning, for these uh, beautiful big birds. Uh, and they are big, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, what do you say the wingspan is? Uh, I, I we'll ask him when we get him yeah. on uh, coming up in the next hour. Russell had a question: if you could actually saddle one and ride him, uh, like like you're in an Avatar movie or something. <laughs> but uh, Navi, I don't know. You had a plan to ride some animal once, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. When my boys were little, this is legit. We were going to do this. We were going to go fishing for sturgeon up on the snake. And uh, if we caught one over 18, I was going to put a little, just a little rope between my hands, my fist, and get on the thing. <laughs> my boys had a, my boys had a GoPro for my head, so they were going to release the sturgeon, and I was going to go down to the bottom of the river, see how far I could go and film it. And I'm, I'm, lit I totally committed to this. We were absolutely going to do this, and my boys thought I was a hero in those days, so. But we never did it. We never went uh, sturgeon fishing. <laughs> but that was always a family plan. Dad's going to ride a sturgeon to the bottom of the uh, the river. Mike, e yeah. explain really quickly what a sturgeon is. There's a lot of people that don't have any idea. Well, it's a it's an ancient fish. Yeah. I mean, they can live to be a hundred years old. Yeah. Um, they live in the big rivers of this country, which is the you know the Columbia, the Snake. Uh, there's some levels of them and flatbills in the, the Missouri. Oh. But they live deep in the water, and you can go fishing for them. And they're down quite deep, and they're monsters, and they're all protected, of course. So yeah. once you catch them, you got to release them. How big do they get? Ah, uh, twenty-five feet, maybe. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, 
and the fight for these things. Yeah. It's one of the things. I've, if I didn't do it myself, I would love to be on the boat when somebody actually hooked into one. But you can fight these for hours. Yeah. And right. if, if you brought one up out of the water and didn't know what you up? were fishing for, what you caught, you would think that you had caught some prehistoric beast. And I guess right. you had. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the boys are still waiting for Dad to ride yeah. a, a sturgeon. <laughs> I think I think I didn't live up to my expectations. My dad's not going to ride a sturgeon. He was all talk. It's like a Paul Bunyan story to be told but to your I grandkids. Would have. I totally would have done that. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Uh, also on the program today, we'll go road tripping with Bob and or not Bob and Mark. It's just Mark today. Mark. He had uh, some places that we didn't finish up on with our fall color list last week that he wanted to talk about and one of your favorites i think on uh highway 12 scenic yeah, byway 12 yeah. we have so many of them to talk about. we do yeah. uh and uh, you need to get out there and do it if you're gonna do it because the next time we have a storm come through here a lot of those leaves are going to be knocked down and uh speaking of that we're going to head up to bear river lodge as we always do with roger eggett and find out about uh, what's going on up there he entertained this was funny he entertained uh, a group of i think 15 wendy's managers really at uh, the corporate retreat cabin last week, and I caught one of his social media posts that he had where he found it quite funny, and, and his laughter made me laugh out loud. He was cooking burgers on the grill for the Wendy's uh, managers that were up there. That's what they chose to have for dinner was really? burgers. And uh, it, the grill wasn't open at, uh, the, at the den there at, you know, at the uh, cabin, so he decided to just go ahead and do it himself. <laughs> by uh, cooking those uh, burgers on the grill. Kind of funny. Anyway, we'll let him tell the story a little bit better than that coming up when we check in with him in the final half hour. Going to take a quick break. We'll get your news of the week coming up next here on KSL. And then, oh, you know the one I didn't mention. Uh, we will be talking with Caitlin Bognoski from the National Ability Center. Oh, cool. Their big event is coming up this year. And rather than have it downtown at, where was it last time? Little America? It yes. was Little America. Uh, they're going to have it up at the NAC up there in Park City, which I think is a grand idea. So we'll let her tell you more about what's coming up. All of that today between now and 8 o'clock. Stay with us. We'll get to News of the Week next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Time for a little news of the week this week. Nabonovsk is still with us. Uh, I wondered if you saw this story, speaking of fishing, which we'll get to Fish Bites next half hour, of these uh, two guys at an Ohio fishing tournament. Did you see that make the news yes, this week? Yes, I did. My Those gosh. people wanted him hung. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The death penalty. 
You know, we have death penalty for murder and for cheating in a fishing contest. <laughs> what is the maximum penalty? Because it says these two guys could face the maximum penalty as a result of a cheating scandal that rocked the competitive fishing world. Right. String him up. Uh, there was a prize of nearly $29,000. So, I mean, it was worth trying something, wasn't it? Uh, from the Lake Erie Walleye Trail Tournament. These guys evidently had stuffed lead weights. Lead weights? And fish fillets down the throats of their fish so that they fish would fillets. weigh more. Whole, look, I'll show you a picture. Look. That's oh, all the junk. great video of this. This is funny. There were whole fish fillets that they had shoved down in there. Do, do you have the audio on that when the crowd's yelling? No. They want them hung? No. Oh, it's hilarious. I, You know, I'm looking, but I don't, I don't see it here, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, they were disqualified uh, from winning the prize, obviously. The walleye in the bucket looked like they should weigh about four pounds. This was the tip-off. The total weight indicated that they would have to be at least seven pounds each. <laughs> and and the guy that was helping with uh, some of the uh, organization of the tournament says, I thought, there's just no way. I could also hear the crowd grumbling like, no way, there's no way that's a seven-pound fish. <laughs> so what they ended up doing was cutting these fish open and they find all of these lead weights and things in the bellies of these fish. So you know what they're talking about having to do now? This is kind of sad. They're talking about having to have an x-ray machine or doing what they did at this tournament and actually turning or, or gutting the yeah, fish. Get so the they, grill going, cut them open. So that they can see exactly yeah. what's in there. Uh, and I guess these guys thought they'd just fool these people into believing they had eaten these perfectly trimmed fillets. Oh. <laughs> perfectly trimmed fillets. And put them, uh, you know, when they caught these fish. But anyway. Well, they really did. They just hand-fed them to the fish. And they never go on in this story, at least the one I have, that says what the maximum penalty is. But uh, these guys are facing it anyway. And it may change the way they go about doing fishing uh, tournaments. 20 years of tournaments. public service. Something. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Couple of fish, or not fishing, couple of uh, ski notes I wanted to pass along to you. I, I don't know if you got the emails today, but uh, the opportunities are expanding for both the um, Icon and the Epic Pass. Where's my Icon note here? Did you get that email, Navi? I haven't opened it yet. I did see that this morning. Here it is, and I had to actually get the world map out and find this. Maybe you know it right <laughs> off the top of your head. But uh, the Pyrenees Mountains... Oh, I love the Pyrenees. That's in northern Spain on the French-Spanish border. That's exactly right. And I had to get the map to find it. But they have added a resort there. And I won't even attempt to uh, name it. Well, I'll try. Grand Valera. Grand Valera Resorts in Andorra. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, the country's Andorra. You know, Mickey skied there. Really? Yeah, he went there. When he was in Spain, he went all the way to Andorra. You know, Andorra has an Olympic team, and, and they actually have a medal. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, it's like one of the smallest countries. Liechtenstein and Andorra both have medals, and they're like the smallest countries in the world. And then they added one more. This, again, is the icon. They added the Sun Peaks Resort in British Columbia, which, again, I'm not all that familiar with. We've skied British Columbia on several occasions. But listen to this icon by the numbers. 54 destinations now, five continents, 11 countries, 15 states, four Canadian provinces, and the total acres are over 177,000 with 7,000 trails available with that one pass. And people wonder why we talk so much about, you know, taking the opportunity to 
you know, buy this pass and then have yourself with seven days or in some cases an entire season of skiing. And you wonder why I'm going to retire? <laughs> I can't I can't have a job and ski those places. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, certainly not as much as you'd like to. And then the Epic Pass also released uh, information that uh, Telluride has uh, extended their partnership with Epic Pass. So uh, there, there are now, what, six resorts, I think, in Colorado that are available, plus all of the resorts uh, here in Utah that you can enjoy. So a couple of things there. One more note on our uh, Facebook page, if I can actually find it here in time. Watch this video, uh, and again, Russell have to do this because, Navi, you can't see it, but it does have to do with fishing. And my caption on it was, um, you can keep it. This lady's pulling this giant fish up onto the beach. Husband runs over with the net to net it. And, oh, my God. Yeah. This giant alligator oh. wow. comes out onto the beach and decides he's going to eat it instead. Drive through. I hope they cut the line because if that hook... <laughs> It somehow finds its way into the jaw of that gator. Uh, She's going to have quite a fight on her hands. The video lasts for a little while as he continues to consume the fish right there on the beach. Doesn't worry at all about any of the humans that may be nearby. And then he just takes a slow turn and retreats back into the water. Crazy stuff. Anyway, uh, we'll give you a chance to learn a little bit more about where you can wet a hook and uh, catch yourself a fish this week, hopefully without a gator competing with you. Yeah. I guess it's pretty pretty uh, safe here in Utah. And uh, we'll have fish bites coming up in the next half hour with Nobby. Quick break for the news, and then Roger Eggett on the other side. That video from Australia, by the way, and you can find it on our Facebook page, which is just KSL Outdoors Radio for those, that you, uh, those of you that use Facebook. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.